Welcome to the Global Missions Inc. podcast. Today's episode features Andy Snoke. Let's go to uh, Matthew, the 13th chapter. We're just going to read a couple verses here. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea, and a great multitude were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and he sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many, to the, many things to them in parables saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. So I'm going to move down a little bit here to the 18th verse where the the Lord begins to explain this very simple and very profound parable. Therefore hear the parable of the sower. And I like to start with, he says, he that has ears, let him hear. That's what he said. That's how he ended the other scripture with. God has given you ears, but you got to you got to listen. You, you have to hear. He that has ears, let him hear. That kind of implies that it's not just automatic. That you got to do it. There's something. There's something active about that. He that has ears, let him hear. It's like the Lord saying, I got something to say to you. Listen up. And you listen up. You learn to listen up. So let's hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside. Now, I've, I've changed my message tonight already. You guys don't know it, but I have already. I've altered it a little bit. I was going to give you a demonstration. I'm going to give you a couple of demonstrations tonight, but I wanted to show you one of of the parable of the sower and how scattering the seed and how the birds would come and they'd pick up the seed. And I had a great idea, but I've changed my mind already. But I got a big sack of candy. I'm going to dis- disappoint these kids. I don't have a lapel mic, so I can't walk down there. I got a great big bag of candy, and that was going to be my seed tonight. And I was going to have all the little kids follow me, and I was going to scatter them, and they're going to be my little birds, and they're going to pick them up as fast as I scatter them. So you're just going to have to visualize that. I'm seeing a bunch of disappointed faces right now. <laughs> now I'm starting to think I shouldn't have even said that part. <laughs> so, so just imagine what then I got to thinking, you know, is it really a good idea to give candy to a bunch of kids? I don't know. So anyway, so I'm going to change that part. But the first thing that the Lord talked about is the sower is walking along, and he's scattering seed. And the birds, the enemy sends the birds to pick up that seed right away. It doesn't. It never takes any root. The Lord speaks, and right away the enemy sends the birds, and they pick up the seed. And there's there, there's no fruit. There's no fruit whatsoever. And there's four categories. And that first category is no response. There's no response. 
And you and I and different millions of people have been in that category where the Lord scatters seed, the Word of God, and He took no response. Just not listening. Just not, just not listening. No response to it. That's a dangerous place to be. All of us have been there from time to time. The Lord will scatter the seed. And the wicked one comes and he snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is, this is he who receives seed by the wayside. And I'd like to encourage all of us, if you have ears to hear, learn to listen. When the Lord speaks, the enemy wants to grab that seed before anything can happen to it. We, have to, we sometimes forget we really do have an enemy. And he's out to get you. And he wants to trip you up. He's like a roaring lion, the Bible says. So when the seed of the Word of God is sown, don't throw it away. Listen to it. Let it germinate. Don't let it just go in one ear and out the other ear, but listen to it. You know, that's one of the reasons, and though we get criticized for this, that we have children in our meetings. Because the Word of God is being spread, it's being scattered, and even little bitty kids are picking up on the Word of God in ways that you can never imagine. Even from the time they're little, because that, that is the Word of God and it's alive. So, this is he who receives seed by the wayside. The next one, he said, But he who, who received the seed on the stony places, this is he who, who hears the Word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but he endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. This is another group of people. They hear the word, and you can't see it from there, but here we have some stony ground down here. It's just a bunch of rocks, and there's some dirt mixed with it. And there's here some seed, and some of it's beginning to sprout. Uh, no, the children didn't do these. I did <laughs> Anyway, this is my handiwork. But, you know, the, the, seed, the seed was scattered, and these are those that they heard the Word of God, and they had this, this emotional response to it. We all like, we all like emotions. It, it feels good. Emotions feel, feels good. We like, we like to feel good about things. But I'm always suspect when people get really emotional about things. I mean, emotions are good. But this is a group of people that it was just emotions that they picked up. And there was no depth to the seed that was planted in them. I, I, you know, I've been around for a few years, and we've been to, through the years, many altar calls in different places, literally all over the world. And it's always good to have altar calls. But we've all seen people that came up and, oh, they just cried. And I'm not making fun of anybody. They just cried and they had such an emotional experience. And, and we've been places, uh, just like on television, where we prayed over people and they fall down. I was with Brother Smith years ago in the Philippines. And we are with a group of people and we, we asked, does anybody want prayer? We wanted to pray with them for prophecy. And several people came up and... So Brother Smith and I walked over and said, we're going to pray for you so that it's easier to prophesy. And we put our hands on the first person. As soon as we put our hands on them, boom, they fell down on the ground. So we reached down and we picked them up. Brother, don't fall down. We prayed with them. We went to the next person. 
put her hands on them. Lord bless this person. Boom, they fell down. Picked them back up. And we realized they'd been watching way too much Christian television. And it was a learned behavior. Because they saw on TV people laying hands on people and people getting emotional and falling down. And that was a spiritual thing to them. So we, we got them up. We said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to stop here for a minute. When the Holy Spirit is moving, this is not the time to be falling asleep on the floor. This is time to stand up and be awake. Emotions can deceive you. These are those people, and I love it when people are touched emotionally, but emotions don't go very deep sometimes. It's like the the plants here that pop up very quickly, but there is absolutely no depth there. So emotions is one thing, and I want to caution you about having an emotional response. Emotions are great. This is he that receives seed on stony places, is he who hears the word. Immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. And I like the way it says this. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. These are those that receive the word of God, but there's no depth. And then something happens at work, something happens at school, something your friends say, your peers say that criticizes you, that humiliates you, and and you're, you're offended, uh, and you want to be accepted by other people, so you, so you walk away from the Lord. You don't make right choices. It's those that have no root in themselves. It's nothing but an emotional response. And I want to, if we pray for people tonight, I want to encourage you, don't have a, you know, it's hard to say it. We have emotional responses. We love walking with the Lord. It feels good. But let your roots, let your roots grow very deeply. The second, this third category, now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word. And it says, but the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. In Mark, it says it this way, Mark, the fourth chapter, 18th verse, same parable. Now, now, now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word. But the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. It's talking about this worldly response. These are those that have a a worldly response to the word of God. These are those that, once again, is planted, and you can't see it here, but we've got plants down here, and... They're being choked out by weeds and thorns and so forth. That's what it's supposed to look like anyway. Some of them are already laying down on the on the ground there. They're already dying. This is a worldly response. It started to grow, but there's once again, there's no depth. And then there's the deceitfulness of riches. There's a desire for other things. There's all kinds of things that comes in and it clouds your vision. You go to camp. Oh, you just love the Lord. You want to walk with the Lord every day of the week from the moment you get up and then you go home and you got to go to work and, and you got to go to school and this and that and then the cares of the world pop up and you got to pay your bills and, and all of a sudden you kind of let that life kind of slip away. These are those that have a, a worldly response to it. And we can all do that. From time to time, there, from time to time, in a way, we kind of go through all of these things. 
All of these different stages that Jesus is talking about. It's a very simple parable. The cares of the world. The Bible says, do not love the world. That means the world system or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. I'll read the rest of the verse in a minute. Here's something marvelous about the Lord. It says, don't don't fall in love with the world. A lot of people get their satisfaction from the world. That's where they get it. It's hard to describe it. You and I have experienced it. The joy you and I can get from tiny, simple, insignificant things when it speaks of the glory of God. Tonight, we walked walked outside. I looked at some trees and I saw the wind blowing them. I started crying. I started thinking of the moving of the Holy Spirit. All they were were trees. But when the Lord anoints you, the simplest things on the face of the earth are enjoyable. We don't need the things of the world. Do not love the world or the things of the world. Don't fall in love with the world system, otherwise it's going to choke you out. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is the world. And then he reminds us, and the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Don't let the world, don't let it choke out that life that's within you. Let the Word of God grow deep in your heart. Don't let the things of the earth come in and choke it out. We've got things to worry about. We've got to pay bills. We've got to go to school. We have to do things. But Jesus said, Matthew six thirty one. Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things shall be added to you. The Lord knows that you have needs for various things. God knows all about it, but that that whole scripture pivots on on that verse. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek Him first. And then God will add all of these other things to you. These other things, He'll still come. God loves you and knows that you have a need for many things. Tell the Lord about your needs. And He will provide for you, but get your priorities right is what He's saying. Make sure that your priorities are right. Moving on here. Last one here. But the he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and he understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Talks about those that received it. They've heard it. They understood it. And it was a fruitful a fruitful response. And it's a a choice that we make to have a fruitful response to the Word of God. And then, they don't like how he says it here. He says, 
It, it bears fruit. Some a hundredfold. Who would like to have a hundredfold increase? Wouldn't that be nice? Some 60, some 30, but it all increased. Increased in different amounts. But this is he that hears the word and he understands it. And then it bears fruit. This is those that have a, a fruitful response. I was trying to think of a way to give a visual picture of a fruitful response. So here we have a bunch of plants and I, I don't know, these, the seed is so good. It actually grew lollipops. That's pretty unusual. Not most, most seeds will not grow lollipops, but this one did. Over here we have the, some good seed that was planted. Some grew little twigs there, like just like the twigs that started to grow here. Some were the grass that you see there grew up a little taller. One turned into a tree. Different stages, different levels of growth, the same soil. But fruit, fruitful, a fruitful response, a fruitful reply to that. And I even got to thinking about that. How come, how come some grows a hundredfold and some thirtyfold and some sixtyfold? And I got to thinking there's, there's different things that you can do to be more fruitful. That's why. You know, one of the things that always amazes me about the Lord is He's given you the power of choice. And there are things that you can do to make your life fruitful, more fruitful in the Spirit. Read your verse, Psalms 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. He talks about first to be fruitful. Don't stand in the counsel of the ungodly. What's that mean? If you're going to university, that means probably 80% of the people that you're with. <laughs> Don't stand in the counsel of the ungodly. Thank God for the universities that we have. But I'm going to tell you, folks, there is so much garbage, so much worldliness, so much wrong, satanic philosophy and ideas from the highest levels of learning. Men say the most chaotic, crazy, backwards, upside-down things that you, 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 you just... Can't imagine. I remember Brother Terry Zimmer uh, shared with us at North Battleford about the chalk line. You guys remember that? The plumb line. You take a chalk line, you snap a straight line, you start laying your bricks, and you measure to that chalk line. We don't have chalk lines anymore. There's nothing to measure what's right and what's wrong. You know, you go to college, you go to university. I want to I ask you guys something. I want to challenge you young people. Take a stand. Take a stand. If you don't take a stand, you're going to fall for something. You're going to fall for everything. Take a stand at work. Don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners. Don't be wishy-washy. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then all of these other things shall be added unto you. But His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in His law He meditates day and night. This is how you become fruitful. You delight... I'm going to take away the word of law. You delight in the word of the Lord. And in His word you meditate day and night. This is one of the ways you become fruitful. You meditate on the word of God. You read the word of God. You put it in your heart. You water it. You listen to it. You, you try to measure your life by the word of God. This, this is one of the things that makes you fruitful. And then he says, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. 
that brings forth its fruit in, the, in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. This is several ways to become fruitful. You become fruitful by coming to church camp. Thank you for being here. Everybody, this is one of the ways you become fruitful. You become fruitful by going to church on Sunday morning. God gives you this wonderful life, and then He says, I want one day a week, just one day a week, a couple hours if you would, just set it aside and worship me. Just worship me and give me thanks. That's one of the ways that we become fruitful, is by worshiping God and walking with Him. And we produce fruit in different, different measures and different amounts. There's another way that we can produce fruit talks about here in Acts, the second chapter, the first first verse, you can be filled with the Spirit. God has given us the availability of the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit will give you a power that you don't have on your own. It says here in the second chapter, the first verse, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire. One sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. There's that mighty Holy Ghost infilling of the Holy Spirit that will give you a power uh, that you don't have on your own. Acts, the 19th chapter, uh, first verse. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? This kind of gives us a picture that this baptism of the Holy Spirit is another experience. It's beyond, it's beyond just believing. It's another experience. And he said, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They said to him, We, we have not even heard uh, such a thing, whether there is a Holy Spirit. He said, then, into what then were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When, and when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues, and they prophesied. And this is repeated many times in the New Testament. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit helps us learn to be fruitful. It helps us to be fruitful. God has given us the tools to be fruitful. And I think from time to time, young people in college, at work, all of us from time to time, we probably go through all these stages here. You know, you know there are times... And maybe in this meeting, maybe in this meeting, some people are hearing, and it's just already one in one ear and it went out the other already. I don't know. I hope not. Maybe some have done that. We've all done that. You, go, you, have, you have no response at all. Sometimes we have an emotional response. Emotions are great. Emotions are great as long as there's some depth to the root. As long as the roots are beginning to go in, and, and, and I, that's, that's one we just got to be careful about. You know, let's be thrilled with the Lord, but let's make sure we've got some depth to our roots there. And over here, world response. We've got to be careful when we receive that Word of God. You're going to be tested. You're going to be tested many different ways. 
You've got to learn to find ways to let those roots grow deep. That They're not choked out. The roots are there, but don't let anything choke it out. And then there's that fruitful response over there. All of these things we have a choice in. We have a choice in all of these areas here. And tonight, I thought maybe we should just take a little bit of time, if anyone would like to have prayer, just to let those deep roots go a little bit deeper. We haven't had any altar calls for about three years. (laughs) You know, it's not like we have altar calls all the time. We've been away from church. We've been away from camps. We haven't had the opportunity to pray with each other. If anybody just wants a little extra power or a little extra touch in the Lord, I'm going to give an opportunity for you to come up and we'll just pray with you. And this is just kind of an open invitation to let those roots grow deep. To learn to have a fruitful response to the Lord. Let those roots go very, very deep. That you can be a blessed and successful person for the Lord. And I want to mention too, if little kids, I shouldn't say little kids, children. If there's any kids here that you would like to raise, if someone raising their hands, let me know that they're little kids. So that's sweet. Anyway. If there's any little kids here, that means they're listening. If there's any little kids here, so that tells me you didn't go in one ear and out the other already. They're already listening. That's a good thing. They want the candy. Pardon me? They want the candy. Oh. (laughs) You know, when church is over, if your parents will let you, I'll let you have some candy. So when church is over, if your parents let you, you can have some candy. So... But if you're a young person, if you're a kid tonight, 8 years old, 9 years old, 10 years old, 6 years old, and you want to just give your heart to Jesus, we're going to let you come up. Come up with your mom or your dad and just stand here and we're just going to pray a little prayer with you. And Jesus is going to be in your heart. If you want that, we're going to let you do that. You know, the Bible talks about being saved and confessing the Lord and so forth. How old do you have to be to come to the Lord? There's no age listed. You could be six. You could be 96. And you can come to the Lord. And we're going to give you an opportunity, even as a child, if you feel the Holy Spirit like tugging on your heart, and you want to come up here and just let us say a prayer with you, you just come up. And we're going to pray with you. Maybe you're in college. You just want an extra measure of the Holy Spirit, an extra measure of grace and strength to get through all the garbage that you got to get through on a daily basis to be able to take a stand. We'll just pray with you. We'll just ask the Lord to help you to let those roots grow deep. Whatever it may be. Maybe you just want to take a minute or two and just stand up here. Brother Darrell talked about this refreshing wind. Maybe you just want to take a moment just to stand there and let the wind the refreshing wind of the Holy Spirit just kind of go through your presence. You know, maybe we're not good at altar calls. We just like to let the Lord do all the work. We're not going to counsel you. We're not going to give you any psychology. We're just going to let the Holy Spirit just kind of move here and let the Lord meet needs, whatever they are. In fact, when you come up, if you come up, you don't even have to tell us anything. You don't have to explain anything. Because you're talking to the Lord anyway. If you just want to stand here and let the Holy Spirit for a few moments just move in your midst, 
and set things right, you just have a little talk with the Lord right here at this altar at this time. So maybe, Daryl, maybe you come back up here again and, and we can have a pianist up again and maybe some musicians and we'll have her song or two. And you just come up, and I'm not trying to tug at emotions, but you just come up and just stand here if you want. Let's all stand. You just stand here, and we're just going to pray with you, whoever wants prayer. Like I said, if you're little, you want to give your heart to the Lord, come on up. And if anybody else wants a little bit of prayer for whatever your needs are, you just you just come on up while we're, we're singing, and we'll pray with you. If you would like more information about the moving of God's Spirit, or resources for your spiritual life, please visit our website at www.globalmissionsinc.org.